this is always the funny part when you like switch from like the recording. <coughs> yeah. Like you're starting and then you like turn it on and you have to oh, start yeah. going like in your head. You go like three, two, one. Okay. <clears throat> it was like a thing at the comedy clubs and stuff like that was trying to like work yourself up to, oh God, I got to be in front of people and I got to be. What? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's the See, biggest just... moment. Just go ahead and start the music so you hear it. It puts you in the mood. There you go. That's what it will do. That. We'll put the music in right here. Where? People of the internet. It's Thirsty Thursday on GettingWork.com. I'm Mike. I'm Brendan. The, the, the logo is right there. It's, a, it's Thirsty Thursday. It's right above our heads on GettingWork.com. Brendan, how are you? I'm all right. He's all Thanksgiving. right. It's Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that. We're, we're, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about some foods. We're going to talk about betting. Um, I mean, the future people, it's Thanksgiving. It's, it's Thanksgiving by the time you're listening to it. For us... It's 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 the busiest drinking night of the year, uh, the night One before Thanksgiving. I just Probably, went out and yeah. did some of that before we started recording you this have? episode. Anything good? Uh, I went to, I went to Alexandria Brewing Company, so some beer. Uh, they do a five dollar whiskey night, Ooh. so I got to have some uh, Whistle Pig, some New Riff bourbon for five dollars a pour. Fall on Wednesdays, or yes. does it just happen to be? No, they do five dollar five dollar whiskey Wednesday on 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 uh, Wednesdays. They do. It's Wings and Whiskey Wednesday. So for $5, you get a pour of whiskey. And for $5, you can get an order of wings. That's a hell of a way to it's start Thanksgiving. It's fucking incredible. Alexandria Brewing Company. Uh, ABC. The fucking bomb. ABC. I got married there. It's a fucking great place. You did. I so was there. We're going to talk about food. What are we food. talking about? We're going to talk about drinking. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about wrestling, sports. Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving. Food, good food. Uh, but first, what are you drinking? Uh, you want to go shot or my drink of the night? Or so what are we I, I need to pour a beer. I I I, I I'm you pour your beer. Parched. I'll pour my Milagros and then we will talk. So you're about drinking whatever. Milagro. That's what I got tonight, Milagro. Yeah. So for me, silver always silver. Ooh, see that's the best one. Silver tequila. I I love a good añejo tequila. I love a good age. I love a good oakiness. I'm an amazing uncle. Amazing uncle. So, so cool. cool. Always there for me. Yeah. Oh, so, the, the, the Uncle Cup. Yep. You, you can guess where that came from. Oh, yeah. The nephews. One, one of the school. Well, of course, the nephews. It'd be creepy if it was from, like, you. And for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brendan, here's a cup. You're, you're an awesome Jesus. uncle, man. Of course, it's from my. I've nephews. been watching from afar, and I, I can tell Thanks. that you're an amazing uncle. So um, I got you this mug. So cool. No, I'm sure it is from uh, a Christmas. You remember the. We talked about it. You've got all your Christmas stuff there from. The, the school boutiques. Oh, is that from the school store? It's a school boutique Christmas item that I bet. I'm drinking straight tequila out of. And I'm not I knocking this, went but I'm asking, somewhere. is that glass or is that like a hard acrylic oh. or a plastic? Ooh, that's legit glass? That's real shit. Hell yeah! yeah. Oh. Never mind. Okay, so you that's legit that glass. You've got the uh, Cool Uncle mug. Cool I've Uncle got Mike. the Bucky's pint glass. Ooh. So. Beer on the board? 
Uh, beers on beers on the board today. Beers on the board. That's good. One day we'll have to do a Bucky's parody uh, shirt where it's we were talking about. We were talking about. I bet we could even record it on video and still make it a video podcast. Going to Bucky's. The problem is at a certain point, I'm gonna be disgusting eating a barbecue sandwich. I don't want that on camera. Plus, I'm probably gonna be the driver, and I don't want my road rage to be documented. There's no probably. What? Oh yeah, yeah. You don't drive. Yeah, there's no probably. Like you're driving if we're going, and I'm 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 a passenger princess. People of the you, internet, just so you know, I'm the passenger princess. You can order an Uber for us. How much do you think an Uber would be from where we are at to Richmond, Kentucky? Hold on, let's look this up. Okay, yeah. While you're working on that. My shot. Oh, wait, what's your beer? That, uh, so I'm drinking one of my favorite Christmas beers. This time of year, amazing beers come out. And I've got one of my favorites, Rheingeist Dad. It is Dad. their Hoppy Holiday Ale. This beer, when I first started getting into craft beer, and when you and I first started working in the bars, mm-hmm. this was one of the first, like, event beers. And by event beer, I mean, like, when I started working in the bars was about Oktoberfest time of year, right? Like I was I was a security guard, a bar back about September Oktoberfest. So I got moved up into like bar backing, really working intensely in the bar about Christmas time because I moved up pretty quickly. I'm not trying to blow my own horn, but you watched it. You and worked. I I you moved. I showed up and I showed up and did the job. You got, I was paid to do money and I and and I earned the money that I was being paid. So with that, the first real time I was part of like, oh, this beer is coming out and going on tap and it's a big deal was Ryan Guy's dad. It was it was a release for them. They put out cups and all this kind of merch. And I really had an opportunity to get close to this beer. There's two beers that I would say that I've this shit's getting emotional. Gotten I'm close to goosebumps. No, like like there's two beers that mean a lot to me when it comes to like okay. my discovering of craft beer. Ryan Guy's dad and Deschutes Red Chair. Those are the oh. two beers that if you ask me, like, what is a craft beer to me? It's either Deschutes, Deschutes Red Chair, Northwest Pale Ale, or yeah. Ryan Guy's dad. Uh, but this is a hoppy I, holiday ale. I will never forget the first week that we had that beer. Just a girl randomly walks up to the bar and just says, I need a dad. And I'm like, that sounds terrible You're at the, the holidays. Right place. You poor thing. Uh, yeah. Watch the guys swarm. Daddy issues. I was going to say, like, oh, they're in a bar. Someone will walk up to you eventually. Oh, God. Uh, so I've got a beer. I've got Ryan Guy's dad, Happy Holiday Ale. You've got a Milagro. i got a Milagro. And I'm back to Dr. McGillicuddy tonight. No. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What Dr. McGillicuddy? Intense apple pie. What the fuck? Don't tell me you have that bottle sitting there. I went to the liquor store before this Don't episode. Tell me you have that bottle sitting and there. picked up Doctor McGillicuddy's <laughs> intense apple pie. We have the. This is not planned. This, this is not planned. This at all. was not planned. <laughs> I will put a disclaimer on the episode. This is not a work. We both have the same goddamn bottle. 
later on did not plan this later on on the rundown we have a segment are we taking a break from betting i don't think we can now man that we're on now we're on the wavelength we're we're on we're on dude it's on i'm betting on christian mccaffrey to do everything on the planet he's gonna go to the moon this sunday (laughs) let's go so dr mcgillicuddy's intense apple pie this is 21 percent alcohol by volume that means it's 42 proof it shouldn't be bad um it can't served be as chilled. bad as the menthol mint that I did. It says serve chilled on the back, and this is so room fucking temperature. Oh, mine came out of the freezer. I got some Contains real apple. Color variation may occur naturally. Ooh. Bottled, bottled by Sazerac, Frankfort, that. Kentucky. That's Christmas. All right, this is Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie. We talked about this a few weeks ago because you had the menthol mint schnapps. That was terrible. That's like Christmas. I didn't know Santa made rubbing alcohol. That is not rubbing alcohol. You gotta you you didn't chill it. That's the problem. Is that the thing? Am I have a warm one? Is that what it's gonna be? All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. I feel like some apple juice went bad. Oh. That's eating an apple off the ground. I don't know if it's intense. Oh, there comes the cinnamon. I don't know if intense is the word. It's, it's more dirty. Apple pie. You know what? Next week we should eat, drink things that'll be good. I thought that wasn't going to be bad. It's not great. Only authentic when signed. What? It says on it. Well, that's a fake signature. That's a printed signature. Only authentic when signed. <sighs> Let's see. Can they focus? Nope. 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 Technology. Nope. There it is. Fuck it. All right. So. Oh, God. So it's Thanksgiving for it's the Thanksgiving. future people and for us. We have pie. Pie shots. Wash um, that away with some Mountain Dew. God, I need some beer. I need to right. cleanse the Mountain Dew palate for my soon-to-be drinking of tequila. So. Thanksgiving. Tonight, or last night, by the time you're listening to this. If you're watching this over the table with Grandma or whatever. Yeah, this is great Thanksgiving listening for your family. This is Last night was the biggest drinking night of the year. The night before Thanksgiving. Uh, predominantly known as a night where... And, and the mentality is that's when people go back to their hometowns. They go to their local bars. Everybody's got nothing to do. Most people are off work or off school or ba 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 ba. So a big drinking night. When yep. you work in the industry, which we both did, it's the biggest night of the year. I, 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 I've paid many a month's rent, mortgage, whatever. I'd say it's a top Just three. a month. You could pay your month's expenses if you're in, in, in if you work at the right bar in the industry. You could pay your month's worth of expenses on tonight. If you're in the last right night, bar, yeah. Last well, night. I would say the same thing for like I was also thinking of St. Patty's Day, but I also worked in an Irish pub on St. Patty's Day. Saint, so that St. Patty's Day is that dice roll though. Yeah, you worked in an Irish pub. I worked not in an Irish pub. Yeah. I remember many times I opened. You usually I, get the drunks that are coming from the Irish pub or at the going end of the day to that it. you need to cut out and cut. I off was at a taco place. I was at a taco restaurant and work in the bar. And was this the one by the brewery? Yes, this was okay. the one right next to uh, Braxton Brewery. Yeah, this was. 
me going in at like 6 a.m., setting everything up, getting everything ready to rock, and serving my my wife, at that time my girlfriend, and her four other friends you for about the first good... four hours of the day. But you probably rocked Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesdays. Oh, Cinco de Mayo, Taco Tuesdays, and not to mention the place was right across from a hotel, yep. so dinner, nice. dinner service was always intense, like... You you could work three dinner services at my bar and and make probably pay your rent. That's nice because it, right. it, it it was a wait out the door and all you were doing was cranking margaritas. So you were making you were making a decent wage off of just what the servers were tipping out to the bar. And then we got to experience what it was like to be hungover with our families on Thanksgiving the next day. Thanksgiving's always so interesting for people that work in the industry because you just busted your ass. Yeah. You just worked harder than you've ever worked. You probably got home at 5 o'clock in the morning, 6. I, I think I think a, 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 a Thanksgiving or two, I pulled a 7 a.m.er. By the end of the by the end of the time that we were working, we were responsible for counting the money. So yeah, we weren't one of the first ones to leave. We were usually one of the last ones to leave. You and I were both running the bars that we were working at at a certain point. So like counting the drawer, closing the place up, being the last one out the door. We always Um, thought we wanted to do that until we watched everyone else go home. Working in the bar industry is wonderful. Running the bar industry is where you have to have a real passion for it. That's where. It's not just about, oh, I love the bar industry. It's about, okay, I love business and the bar industry. No, and, and maybe not kill, not but you, you just have to be yeah. prepared for that. Like, there will be a burnout. There will be. I a, wish yeah. I knew now what I knew 10 years ago. Oh, or yeah. I, I wish 10 years ago I knew what I knew now. Uh, reverse that. So, and by that I mean, like, you and I can probably both attest to this when, when you're like a bartender or a head bartender life lessons, by the way, listeners, uh, life lessons coming down the pipe. Uh, (laughs) when, you know, you're a bartender or you're a head bartender and then eventually someone's going to walk up to you and go, Hey, you want to be the bar manager? Yeah. Like that's going to happen. It happened to me and it happened to you. You want to spend a lot of time in a closet by yourself counting liquor bottles? You want to spend five, six, seven hours every week just counting. You want to be the person responsible for when the fact that you didn't sell the keg of Miller High Life and you got to order more. Like, that's the thing you had to realize as you moved into that phase of, okay, this is just the passion and the art. Now I have to actually add the numbers and the business and the responsibility aspect on it. I can't just stand behind the bar and be like, hey, look at me. I'm good at making drinks. Or you're responsible for accidentally ordering a raspberry sour mash porter from a place that doesn't exist anymore. And it just nobody likes anything other than a taste of it. Raspberry sour mash porter. Was that from Blank Slate? No. No. Listerman. Listerman. I'm pretty sure it was Listerman and I believe it was called Piquant. Oh yeah, yeah. That one. Everybody like loved the taste, but then could not do anything past that. Like, oh, that's interesting. I'll have a uh, country boy cougar bait. Yeah, we'll go. That's with that. always the risk with putting like <clears throat> those twelve, fourteen percent barrel aged beers on. Like that's always yeah. a risk with putting like one of those high ABV beers on. Somebody might be like, oh, I, I, let me taste it. Nope. I can't do right. a whole thing. I I can't do a whole glass of that. Yeah, right. Um, it feels a lot like Thanksgiving food, 
which brings us back to the idea of it, it, it is Thanksgiving. And one thing we wanted to talk about is Thanksgiving food. What? What the fuck is that? How do you have a plate of food? So. Hold on. We're recording this the night before Thanksgiving. How do you have a plate of turkey and sides? My brother and his family. Well, that's your, that's, family. You're eating your brother? No, 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 no. Okay. He, he made the turkey and it's delicious. Um, They are doing a dinner with her side of the family, with the nephews and everything. So we did our family Thanksgiving on Saturday. Still have some leftovers. Worked on a turkey sandwich yesterday that was like my second fattest moment I can remember. I covered a turkey sandwich in mayonnaise, like more mayonnaise than I should have, and then poured gravy all over it and kept slopping up gravy with it. The, the other fattest time, let me tell you there's, this one. Well, first off, let's just say there's no such thing as too much mayonnaise on the turkey sandwich. I know, and lots of salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put all the pepper on that. and, and All the and, pepper and mayonnaise, that's really all you need. If you can get a piece of lettuce, awesome. But you know Sidebar, I had a pepper it. shaker explode on my wife today. How do you do that? I was putting pepper. No, last night I was putting pepper on my food. Yes. She made pasta. She made a delicious sausage tortellini, and I mm, like salt on my good. F- some salt on my food, but I like pepper on my food. Oh and yeah, we have the grinder that you know it's you just grind the pepper on. We but you bought it at the store. Like it's it's mm-hmm. you take the package off and you just start grinding and it's ready to rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was giving it to like one, two, three, and the third grind. As soon as I pulled it, the top came off. And when I realized the top came off, my wrist snapped up straight. Oh. And when my wrist snapped up straight, an arc of pepper went across. I maced my wife. That's kind of amazing. That's But, yeah, you better get next. So, one more Christmas present coming that's up. That's what she's got plenty coming. And, and one more for the pepper. But that, that, the that's pepper. to say that I love my pepper. And so you're eating a plate of Thanksgiving food. Yes. What's then, on your What's on your plate right now? What's right on that now, plate? What I have are mashed potatoes with gravy, turkey with some gravy, green beans with some ham in there, mm-hmm. and then stuffing. I have two different types of stuffing. We do a outside the bird stuffing. And mom, the one she made, is one of my favorite things I've ever had. It was a mushroom and leek stuffing that was fantastic. Like so is it mushroom- stuffing if it's not? So here's the thing. When does stuffing become dressing? Okay, maybe it's dressing. Because the other one we did was like a, you know, um, turkey butt bread. And the, we had the butt bread meal. We're going to rename <laughs> this podcast. Turkey, turkey butt bread. Turkey butt bread. Getting Turkey butt bread. Yeah. But, oh my God, the mushroom and leek was so good. But then the turkey butt bread is also good. And mm. Leeks are, yeah. so le- leeks are interesting to me. Because they're, they're like whiny onions. They're big onions. They're big onions, but they all, they, they're, they're, they're like, like, if they're like mild, if, they're tasty, like a potato leek soup. They, they feel like, they, they feel like if, if onions drank Chardonnay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. They're, they're the wine mom of onions. I definitely used to enjoy a portobello dish with a leek cream sauce and we would sop it up with our 
Mm. So you would sop up a leek. Cream sauce. So okay. Thanksgiving food. What are you, what are your yeah yeah now there are I mean I pretty much love everything. I think the oh wait my other fattest moment. Somebody yeah, because you already me. talked about the turkey sandwich that you sopped yeah, up yeah. with the gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was not too long ago. A friend of mine came back from Wisconsin when he had moved up there, and he brought me Bucky Badger cheese curds, Cajun. And I found myself one night. Hold on, hold on. The, the name. Bucky Badger yep. cheese curds, Cajun. Is that is well, that is that Cajun like, is, flavored? Bucky Badger. They have Bucky Badger cheese curds, and you can get Cajun or you can get regular. Okay, I thought I thought you were. It was it, it was like, it was like Terminator Two director's cut. Bucky, Bucky Badger. Badger Nuggets Cajun. or Bucky Badger. No, you don't want the Badger Nuggets. That's a completely different thing. What is what is what Badger? Bucky Badger cheese curds. Cheese Cajun curds. flavors. Cajun yes. flavored Bucky yes. Badger cheese curds. Yes, okay. they're like orange cheese curds and if you find yourself one night all by yourself with your cats watching family guy individually dolloping cheese curds with ranch dressing while peter griffin cries about being a fatty uh it kind of yeah it got to me so you just eat the cheese curd just cold and solid oh, with a dollop of ranch so good oh yeah is it, is it like the cheese dressing. stick effect? Like, essentially, does it, like, break apart? Is it like mozzarella? Like, they squeak. I've had a like fried a, cheese a curd. I've, I've had plenty of fried cheese curds, breading and shit on them. But I've mm-hmm. never just, like, eaten a cheese curd with nothing, with no no home. I've, ne- I've, I've never eaten, like, homeless cheese curds. We're, homeless cheese curds. That yeah. could be a name of an episode, too. That's the name of this episode. Um... So I've never eaten like a cheese curd without like security. Gotcha. And, and then like credit. Yeah, yeah. No, they're delicious. Absolutely delicious. They squeak. Yeah, they kind of. What do you mean? This like when when you eat them. You know how like you get squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah, you can. They squeak. Okay. So that's what you ate for Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. That was just from another time. Okay. We're talking about when I felt the only other time I felt fat. It, it's a. It's a thing that happened. Tell me about your Thanksgiving. What do you enjoy? So we're after this episode finishes, we and I record this episode. I am jumping back into turkey mode. Yes. We are cooking three birds. Three. We are man. My mother in law. Love her. Love her. Oh, there's she, a butt coming. There's no butt. Oh, no butt? Loves an oven roast. She has burn. no butt? No, she has Man, Don't talk about out. your mother. <laughs> no, don't you Man, dare edit this. Don't Man, you this edit this. Out. You're a coward. So I love my mother-in-law. Coward. I love my mother-in-law. But uh, she bought a bird that we're gonna do as like an oven bird, a classic bird. We're doing like the no- like I've I've been getting into like barbecue and all this stuff, and I've heard this term called the the Norman Rockwell, the, the idea of the perfectly presented oven roasted bird. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you think like of the classic. The the, exactly. The exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the Norman Rockwell. So we're doing one bird that's a Norman Rockwell. Okay. We're doing one bird that's going to be a spe- Yes, Monet. it's going to it's going to be a Monet. I'm I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pull my pants uh, down and I'm going nope, nope, to rub my butt nope. on it. No. So we're doing one bird that Eating we're going to smoke. We're going to cut I'm going to cut the the spinal cord out of it. I'm going to spatchcock it. Oh. It's brutal. Good term. Good term. Spatchcocking, 
for those yes. of you who don't know, spatchcocking, you cut the spinal cord out of the bird, flip it over, and push on its chest to shatter its ribcage and breastbone. That's the goal. I'm going to cut your spinal cord out, hold it up like Sub-Zero. I do that every time. Then I'm going to flip you over and press on your chest until everything crumbles. Something happened to where you muted. I did mute myself. I just forgot to unmute myself. I didn't want you guys to hear me chewing. I just said, while you cook, do you actually like say, fatality? I need to start doing that. I need to start announcing when the bird has been... Has been uh, Round one. Processed. Fight. So we're doing the one smoked bird. And that one I'm just going to rub with butter and barbecue seasoning. And I'm going to throw it in the smoker for about nine hours. Nice. Then we're also doing a turkey breast. So not a whole bird. The third the third bird is just a turkey breast. But I'm following a recipe from meatchurch.com. Where meatchurch? Meatchurch.com. It's the barbecue company that I worship and follow. I buy all their bullshit. Really? Good rubs and stuff? Oh, amazing seasonings. I'm actually doing a turkey brine. Right now, downstairs, I got a pot of brine cooling. Uh, It came in this this bag. It's like a salt seasoning solution. Pour it in water, dissolve it, and now it's letting... I got to let it cool completely. That's going to get poured on the bird. Uh, YouTube. Started looking up barbecue, and Meat Church is really popular. I started following all of their stuff. I have all their seasonings. I got shirts and hats and, like, stickers. And it's the company I go to for barbecue stuff. (laughs) They could be, though. So, brining the bird. Like, right now, the brine is downstairs in a pot cooling. After we record, I'm going to go and take the turkeys, put them in, in in a bucket. I got a big, gigantic brewer's bucket. I'm going to put turkey in there, pour the solution in there, put more water on top of it, brine it overnight, and then tomorrow take them out, rinse them off, pat them dry, cut them apart, smoke them. Uh, Nice. But the Cajun breast, I'm going to inject with Creole butter. Or it's turkey breast. I'm going to inject it with Creole butter. I'm going to cover it in Cajun seasoning and smoke it. So we're essentially going to have three different types of turkey tomorrow, today, Thanksgiving. Um. For me, and I'll be honest, the idea for me, it's all about the the task, the work, the cooking, the 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 planning, the execution. By the time the food's done cooking, dude, I'm probably gonna be off hiding somewhere. Like I'm gonna be somewhere in my house, sitting down. Like okay, I just need a minute. Hugging your knees, crying. Oh, like it's done. It's good. <laughs> it's all completed. Um, but uh, it's, it's also the goal of an accomplishment. It, it, it's the idea of like, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to cook the meat, feed the family. And that's honestly super fucking rewarding for Thanksgiving. Um, but <laughs> you were like the worst hunter gatherer. Why is that? Cause usually it would be, I will provide the meat. No, I cook the meat. Cause I just want to see you. Like, I want you kayaking and I want, <laughs> I want you fishing. I want you in the woods with me. No, I want to go to the store. I want to buy the things. And then I want to put them in the machine that's plugged in. <laughs> and then I'm going to wait and drink beer for eight hours. And that and then sounds I'm going to pull good. it out. 
That's good. that's that's the main reason it's a great activity. Smoking meat. You should never food. drink beer for eight hours and pull it out. That's how you get in trouble. That's how. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how other things happen. Um, but but what really, is, is there a food that you don't like to cook, or is there a food you dislike? Like, what is your when it comes like, to I, Thanksgiving? I'm pretty open to all things. Here's the thing. Come on, what's overrated? Mashed potatoes. Whose feelings are you trying not? What? I love mashed potatoes. They're delicious. Yeah. But on Thanksgiving, I'm very tactical with my mashed potatoes. Dude, that's okay. starch and filler. That's stopping <laughs> me from eating the other things. Honestly, my favorite foods in Thanksgiving involve f- butter, crunchy, and cheesy. If you give me like a, a broccoli casserole or like a, a cauliflower casserole or like some kind of casserole that's got like cheese and crunchiness and vegetables in it, dude, I'm going to scoop that all day. Nice. If you give me corn pudding, oh corn pudding, I'm gonna eat the motherfuck out of it. My oh. mother-in-law makes this corn pudding where I think it's just like corn and and a cream corn and some kind of like cornbread. I don't know what it is, but it's kind yeah, of I, like puffy top on. Oh yeah, my grandmother used to, used to make the best corn pudding. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was so good. And her gravy, like I love gravy. So we bought our gravy. But there is one thing that I did not ever like and I just could never try and it's one of my no-nos on Thanksgiving. And it's just it's a food that I don't I don't find. I think it's overrated. What's that? Sweet potatoes or yams or candied yams. Really? Yes. Hundred percent out. So no. I'm gonna ask. Okay. Are you referring to just traditional, like, when we talk about every single yams, like, like every single type yams, of serving. marshmallow, baked, yep. you don't nope. like that? Ow. What about the souffle version? Are there sweet potatoes or yams in it? I'm out. So it's a sweet potato thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, so it, it doesn't matter. Yams some, sweet potato, right? Cause, yes, because some people do one where they'll they'll make it almost like a like a casserole it's almost got like a, like a like a like a baked cakeness to it with crumbled pecans on the top and sometimes yeah, why are you putting put like, goddamn s'mores on the top fucking stop s'mores no no, no i'm a, so oh, what i've seen the marshmallows so what about without the marshmallows so what if it was like a sweet potato casserole with no marshmallows what if it's got like brown sugar and pecans on the top no i like marshmallows get the fucking yams off of them so it's a sweet potato and i don't want your pecans either so you don't eat sweet potatoes right you want me a baked sweet potato? No. You want me a sweet, sweet potato pie? No. Sweet potato fries? Quit fucking up fries. They're fucking I I up. agree with that. Sweet potato fries. I don't understand the sweet potato fry. Yeah. No. Stop. It's it. it's not it's not that sweet. It's too. They're much. never crispy. They're never crunchy. They're always too soft and soggy. Stop making sweet potato fries. Yes. Thank stop you. it. Bad. They're not good. <sighs> Regular fries. Anyway. All right. What else is going on? So you don't like sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Right. How do you feel about a Brussels sprout? Love a Brussels sprout. Okay. A Brussels sprout with some bacon. Oh, bacon. Maybe some cheese. Um, What do you think about alternate meat? Well, that sounds like something that's created in a lab. what's, What's the main meat on Thanksgiving? 
turkey. What's the but other I can meat see a ham. people? That's my question. What do you feel about ham on Thanksgiving? Are you go if 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 there's if there's a ham? Ham's usually a breakfast thing for me. How much ham are you getting? Well, here's the thing. Tomorrow, instead of the traditional Thanksgiving, because we've already done ours, we're gonna have prime rib. Dad's making a prime rib. Well, fuck Mom's you. Making a prime rib. Well, and we're gonna fuck prime you. Rib and some horse. Oh yeah. Fuck gonna... you eating prime rib. <laughs> I'm 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 going to Brendan's. Okay, bring some of that Cajun turkey and we'll talk. God damn prime rib. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. We'll put it in the story with a picture of you looking sad. So you're eating prime rib. Right now I'm eating turkey. No, okay. So you're eating prime rib. Tomorrow, tomorrow. will be prime rib. Let's when say you, you let's say you go there rib. and you go to Thanksgiving. There's turkey, there's prime rib, and there's ham. Now you know all of your family has has, has meticulously worked over all of this. How much ham are you putting on your plate? A slice. A slice? Are you finishing that slice, or is that just is that just like a stunt slice? Sure. No, I'll just lay low on the sides. Lay low. So you're you're gonna sacrifice sides for ham? I'm a carnivore, 100. percent I don't need sides. No. It's, what? I mean, I will eat them. They are good, but buddy. Buddy, the meat's gonna disappear first, buddy. and then I'll get to the sides at buddy. some point. I will throw your ham out a window to make no. space for a green bean casserole. I got green beans with some ham. No, you gotta have meat no in casserole, green casserole. You don't need. You don't. Thanksgiving is not the time for your regular green beans. I want a casserole. Nope. Green bean with some ham. Mix some soup and mix some. Put some soup mix in there, mm. and put some fried onions on top of that bitch and bake that motherfucker. Don't come to me with just straight green beans on Thanksgiving. This isn't yeah. That's Easter. Easter is just like ham and green beans. No, Thanksgiving. If you serve me a green bean, it better be casserole. <laughs> Noted. So, I'm going to eat casserole. That's going to be my main go-to. That's always the thing that I I, I, I cook three turkeys, but I'm going to fucking eat so much casserole. We are going to be eating a lot of our sadness away, I think. I'm eating so much week. sadness right now, man. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Last time we talked, last week on this fucking show. We had so much hope. I started a new betting app. Yeah, you did. I ESPN Bet. I haven't tried it yet. I still have some free don't. apps. Don't. What happened? Don't. What happened? No. I will. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going on the bandwagon now. I'm, I don't care if it's a bandwagon. I'll start the wagon. Own the wagon. ESPN bet. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. I already deactivated my account. I fucking went through your fucking free bets. Your app doesn't make sense. I don't understand what the odds are. There's no live checks on anything. Let's say that LeBron James is you got LeBron James for thirty points. Yeah, you don't know if he has taken forever twenty. You don't, but you don't know if he's got one or one or a hundred. There's no like guide of okay, you're this close. You place your bet, and it's either it won or it lost when it's. That's why I like FanDuel and DraftKings a lot. Bet three sixty five does it a little bit, but. I've leaned out of that. I mean, I've leaned away Bet from Bet365 is on. I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, I've scaled it back so much. I'm leaning our, away from Bet365. Did our prop bets curse Joe Burrow? I've, I've sworn off betting on the Bengals. Oh, man. 
Although I have a theory. I have another theory. It's the 49ers voodoo magic. Explain. Okay. I have notes. Week seven. Oh, wait. Week six. Week six. Yes. 49ers go into it undefeated. They get beaten by the Browns. Mm-hmm. Week seven, they get beaten by the Vikings. Week eight, they get beaten by the Bengals. All of those teams within two to four weeks will then lose their quarterback for the rest of the season. So who's making voodoo dolls in San Francisco that like Kirk Cousins from the Vikings gone, Deshaun Watson gone, Joe Burrow gone, the three quarterbacks that beat the 49ers are all of a sudden done for the season? That's a conspiracy. Something's going on. George Kittle. I blame you. Kittle? I didn't bet on him this week, tomorrow. So, the the thing with that, though, it, it, it feels like too much pressure between the bets, the teams, the contract, the hype. It, it This seems like the end result of too much pressure, too quick, and honestly, man, <laughs> dumb fucking luck. Burrow's out for the rest of the season. Last yep. time we recorded an episode, we were so hyped. It was right before the game. Which, as soon as we got off this podcast after the last episode, we went and watched the game. And Joe Burrow proceeded to tear a tendon in his hand and is now out for the rest of the season. Yep. And we've lost Cam Taylor Britt yep. for a few games. And Sam Hubbard just now started practicing. And T. Higgins is still out. And honestly, the Bengals are not in the best shape. But here's what's up. No. Go ahead. You have no I have what? no confidence in any of the futures that I placed on them anymore. I, I have no confidence that they're going to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> but honestly, at the end of the day, we're fucking Bengals fans. Um, We've dealt with worse. I, I, I survived the fucking Andy Dalton era. I... I survived Tyler Eifert leaving. Like, I have an Eifert jersey. There's worse shit that could have happened to that team. So, we talk about, you know, the curse, Joe Burrow getting hurt. But at the end of the day, um, oh, fuck, what's his replacement's name? Hmm, it's number six because he's something not, bridge something uh no either way goodridge goodridge is it goodridge no. no not even close i think it's goodridge so either way joe burrow's replacement has an opportunity to go in and take the steelers on and and hopefully beat the steelers i'm not writing us off yet because i mean what? if you think about it goodridge and why would i say goodridge it's browning brown jake browning goodridge who the fuck is Goodrich? Goodrich? I have no idea. It sounds like an explorer. Goodrich making his way through the savannah. So Goodrich isn't, isn't isn't the new quarterback. It's Jake Browning. And when when you think about it, we have two options. We we, we curl up and we cry for the rest of the season, or we cheer on Jake Browning. Once again, yeah. it's not the Cincinnati Burrows. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. 
So you getting all like Jerry hey, Springer's final hey, thought in here? Hey, we 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 got we got to believe in something. We still we still got Jamar Chase. We still got Joe Mixon. Like Hubbard just practiced today. He's on his way back. Things are looking better. There's no reason for us to write the season off yet. Well, I want to write my bets off because you, as you told me, ESPN app bent you over. Um, I I me, have a ESPN size hole in my ass right now. I dealt with heartbreak. Yeah. Five of six parlays hit. The one that doesn't was for over 40 points. Landed on 38. The same night. This one here for over 41 and a half. 40 points. 41 points. Yes, it was 27 to 14. So yeah, I missed it by a half point. These odds makers... They know what they're doing. Those are really good at their jobs sometimes. Man, they. How often do you like just take suggested bets? The ones where not as like, often hey, as hey, I used hey, to. Hey, here's a parlay. Not as often as I used to. I took one recently that was tempting because they had kind of boosted it. I'll edit. I'll take yeah. a boost and I'll edit. I'll take somebody off, and and take lower less money. Because yeah. at, le- at least with FanDuel and 365, you don't lose the boost if you take it and you remove a leg. Like, that doesn't remove the boost, at least. Yeah. Uh, ESPN, it probably does. I don't know, because fuck that fucking app. Um, I've, never, I've never been so confused using a betting app. Like, it was fucking terrible. But anyway, so I'll take some of the suggested bets. And every once in a while, I'll I'll take one and edit it. But also, those are the ones where, like you said, oh, it's within two points. Oh, so close. Two points away. And it was painful to watch because they were at a point in the game where they could kick a field goal and win me my money. Yeah. But they needed a touchdown to win. So I'm watching them inside the 20-yard line attempt touchdowns and fail. And, like... The pain was just terrible. So you're not giving up, though. You got any no. bets going right now? I've got I've got a couple of bets going. Um, you got anything for tomorrow? The Thanksgiving giving. I day? do. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day games. Got. I it. have a. I picked up once again talking about the bets that they offer you. I okay. picked up a bet on Fanduel. Uh, it is any three of these players need to score two. Two plus touchdowns. Jamar, or let me get these names right. Jay Gibbs, CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Debo Samuel. If any three of those people score more than two touchdowns, my $3 turns into $330. I used a free bet. I got nice. a bonus bet because I placed on. Uh, that's probably a bonus bet from the Bengals because I bet on Burrow yep. and Burrow got hurt. So most of the companies gave out bonus bets because he wasn't put on the IR before that fucking game. I um, will uh, Yeah, I, I will say that the thing I do like about FanDuel and DraftKings is the no sweat bet. The $5 max no sweat because Explain that's what, no what I place. Explain what no sweat bet means to... No sweat bet. Somebody doesn't know. 
that is where once a day, uh, once a day on DraftKings, and I think most of the time, or certain events on FanDuel, you can place a bet, and if your bet loses, they will give you a bet up to $5. So basically, don't use it for a $20, but I use it on all $5 bets, a no-sweat bet. So that way, if the bet hits, awesome, I win. If the bet loses, they send you another $5 bonus bet to use. So no sweat on that first one. Exactly. You're going to get a bonus. Exactly. It's, it's their way of enticing users to make bets. And losers. providing them a safety net. If they lose, which I do. You have, and that's the thing, you have to be ready to lose. Like, betting is new in our state. I've had a few people ask me, like, oh, hey, man, like, getting into it, what should I know? And, like, the thing, I, the thing I keep saying is, like, you have to be ready to lose bets. Like, you're not going to win all your bets. You're, pro- you're not going to win most of your bets. My nephews were going to have a good Christmas. Now I'm going to get one of them, like, a can of cream of mushroom soup and the other one some ramen. Like, See if you get one of them. If you got instead of ramen, if you get them uh, French fried onions, ooh, you're almost to a casserole. <laughs> I'll you, get my knee. I'll get my niece the green beans. There you go. Then, then, then they you, can make a casserole. Merry Christmas, kids. What do you get? Casserole. You just gotta make it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an idea. Somebody, so, somebody, somebody's got to go find butter. But there go knock go. on all the doors. Someone in the neighborhood has butter. So, so what's your bet? My bet. Oh is, yeah, you had those. Any of those three? That's Mine's the one I'm tomorrow. going. That's the one I'm going with. Those two touchdowns on Gibbs, Lamb, St. Brown, and Samuel. Mine is uh, a little bit of a combination. Four. These four will be your scorers tomorrow: Christian McCaffrey, Brian Robinson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and David Montgomery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just one touchdown out of each of them. That's all we need. It's not bad. I actually Uh, also, for the first time in a little while, played a five-leg parlay this weekend on the Gallagher Premier League Rugby. You said a bunch of words. The Gallagher. Gallagher. Like Gallagher. Gallagher? But what did you say? Gallagher. Gallagher? Gallagher. Yeah. Her? Oh, I've heard it. With an H? Not a G? With an H? Yeah. Okay. Gallagher. That's how I've heard it pronounced. Rugby. It could be completely wrong. We've been drinking. Yes, but in those games, I took the spread for the Harlequins against Northampton. What great names. The Harlequins yes. versus Northampton. The Quins. Yes. The Quins? Yes. Why can't more teams Harlequins. have great names like You should that? see the their Harlequins. kits. We call them they the look Quins. Like, their kits look exactly like you would think, like Harlequins, like diamond pattern, jester, like. Oh, yeah. Look up the Harlequins. I'm going to look this up real quick while, while, while you're talking about The this. second one, I'm going to take the spread for minus five, the Sail Sharks over Bath. Uh, Saracens over Bristol. Where the are these Harlequins from? Just type in Harlequins Rugby. Leicester over Gloucester. And Exeter over Newcastle. Oh, they really do have like checker print. Yeah, like, like a jester, court jester Harlequin, a Harlequin. style cost- Harlequin. Or yeah. costumes. Don't call them costumes. Oh, wow. What do you mean? It's a jersey. It's a kit. It's a, it's a co- you call it a kit. Why is <laughs> why is costume more insulting than kit? 
I don't know. In soccer and rugby, they call them kits. Okay. Well, it's, then their kit. Well, actually, the kit is more referring to the full kit. Well, whatever. Wait, what's a full kit? Well, uh, we call them full kit wankers. And that's when somebody shows up to a game wearing the full kit. Like, picture showing up to the Bengals game, but you're also wearing the pants. Oh. Full, full kit wankers come in the team is... shorts and the team shirt, maybe even the socks. I mean, that's a real full kit wanker. Is a full kit wanker the soccer equivalent of going to a wrestling show with like the replica belt. It would be the, it would be the replica belt, but then also like Seth Rollins pants. Yeah. Or Cody's pants. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be really over the top. So with wrestling, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Your boy. Your boy. Boy, bruv. Your boy, bruv. Oh. Will Ospreay. I wore it for that reason. The, All Elite. The master of the casual tongue. I'm going to call it the casual tongue. He might be the most cockney motherfucker I've ever heard. Like, Man, you, you gotta be you cockney. gotta be ready Boy. to pay full attention when he cuts a promo. When he really gets into it, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard him talk on podcasts. He just turns it up to like I mean, it's truly turning somebody up to eleven. He, he doesn't do the Jay White thing. We'll talk about Jay White. He doesn't do the Jay White thing where the aggression muddles. He, he's almost like a young Shatner. But then he says, don't you want? He always asks the crowd if they want to listen and want to go. Like, he does that ascending vocal thing. Yeah. As opposed to Jay White, which to me is more of the... No, no, Will Will Ospreay for me is the ascending vocal. Jay White to me is... Dude grating just yeah, painful like to it. listen to it sometimes really oh god every time i told you because what you don't know is a breathe with the switchblade oh i tell you i'm tra-. like it's 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 always up here and it always sounds like his nose is really stuffed and every time i'll tell you and then he'll say something kind of in between like reference make a reference and then go right back into yelling I don't know if I agree with you. Really? I like Jay White's promos. I can't do it. I think he's being buried, unfortunately. I, I, I disagree with that. Do you think he's being buried? He got beat by a one le- He couldn't beat a one-legged MJF with the help of his boy. Like, they had him carry a title that wasn't his, only to have it taken away. Like, they made him, like, a fake hit. Oh, I don't... Oh, I don't know. But I have a theory on how they could turn it around, and I think the Continental Classic might just be oh, for him. Fuck the Continental Classic. Well, they're going to use a- it as a way to unite three federations where this person can defend all three belts. Because uh, Eddie Kingston is putting up the Ring of Honor and the New Japan Strong titles, and it's going to be combined with a third, and the person will be an automatic Triple Crown champion. But you could use it for the best storyline way to get Jay White 
a loophole to get back into New Japan and mess with Finley. And that's just the way I'm seeing things. I, I, I'm not super into the Continental Classic because... I like the idea of it. It's very New Japan. Like, round robin, oh. no cheating, no people at ringside, actually have wrestling matches. Depending but, on who all they put in there, we could get, like, Shibata. When and- are they going to explain the rules? They'll get to it. They're still announcing No, they'll the get to it? Coming. They're still they, announcing the rules. They have a tournament with before they announce the Here's everybody in it, but and then we'll get we'll get around... It's it's a to round what, robin. how the rules work. There's two sides, and there's a round robin. I know how it works. Well, then how do you know? Then how do you know? Because they do they. The, that's my point. They put together a whole tournament, blocks, colors, blue and gold. Uh, uh, the content, a great name, great name. Champions Carnival, Continental Classic, CC. I get what he's doing. He's ripping off. Old Japanese wrestling, the Champions Carnival. I get that. Okay. He's ripping off the G1. I get okay. that. How, there's We still live in a world where random dudes and random women are scrolling through their television and they're going to go, wrestling. Okay, let me turn on wrestling. You and I both know the rules of a G1 style tournament. It's a points collection system. It's it's not about winning the matches necessarily. It's about winning the points. And I would say people who actually have seen other sports and things like that could grasp it. That's, are, who is wrestling going after? Sports fans or TV people? Uh, you get a little bit of both in this. Right, but who's going to understand the rules? <sighs> do you? I do. Because I've spent, I've watched more Japanese wrestling than the average nerd. Yeah, there you go. Me, me, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be a great opportunity for somebody if it was just a tournament, just a tournament. Don't do the block style G1. There's too many tournaments. Bring a block style. Whose fault is that? Over to this. The first time they're having one over here. Whose fault is that? King of the Ring and all the other like. We're going to have a one night. Uh, just, just so many tournaments. There's so many AEW tournaments. And they've still never oh, yeah, been able AEW. to explain to me what an eliminator match is. It just means you, if you beat the champ, you have to wrestle them again. And then you get a chance at the title. Yeah, so, a match. so a match. Yep, it's a a match. normal match. Yep, there you go. That's my point. Like, you got it. We, we got it. We got it. I, I, I love the concept of the Continental Classic. I'm not knocking the Continental Classic. I think he is. I'm saying, dude, AW's got to get people watching the fucking show. You got to have a simpler concept than a, right now, than a Continental Classic. Yeah, like, they do a ton of tournaments. I, I'm, I'm concerned that, all of the stuff is going to get lost in the tournament structure. I have a feeling that there's going to be people that are going to tune in and go, why is that person winning? Because I tuned in two weeks ago and saw them get pinned. Well, hopefully they will, throughout the matches, be good at keeping the standings and the the running things on the board. you got to have graphics. Graphics, baby. Well, we got to have graphics, AEW. You heard it here Graf- first. Graphics. It's all graphics on the Graphics. Does Will Ospreay win the title in Wembley Stadium? Does that feel what this is leading to? I think you you signed him to put the belt on him. 
I that, think you have that's to. an AEW champion. Yeah. Like, <sighs> he, he finally he, gets to be on weekly TV. He said no that's to crazy. WWE for a reason. Money's he, money's he still gets money. to have his family and where they are. Money's yeah. money. But they're but they're schedule. giving him things that, that WWE can't give him. And honestly, the ability yeah, the, to go back to New Japan, the, the schedule and all that stuff. Schedule. But also, WWE is not going to tell you you get the belt in a year, you get the yeah. belt in two years. That's not the from what I understand. That's not how that company works. AEW, Tony Khan, I one thousand percent could believe that he looked Will Ospreay in the face and said, "Next year you'll get the belt." Yeah, I can see that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Not I'm not saying that's bad business. I'm not saying that's a bad way to run a wrestling company. But I can, you can 100% see why Will Ospreay went to AEW. Like, he's going to get the chances that he wants way sooner. And also, I would say, no matter who's on what roster and things like that... Like, I only see a few matchups for Will Ospreay in WWE that would be exciting and up Ospreay's alley. Whereas I could see him, I mean, we could get Zack Sabre Jr. Just with crossovers, we could get Shibata. We could get Daniel Brian Danielson. We could get Omega and Ospreay again. We could get uh, Takeshita and Ospreay. We, I mean, there's so many matches that just fit. It's, it's more Japanese guy. I mean, the, the style. The last... Osprey Omega match. Wait, was Osprey Omega? Yeah, when Osprey beat him. That was the moment I really. That was great. Or was it Osprey Jericho? Osprey Omega was I the think... first one where he. Was I mean, Osprey that was... or Jer- Osprey Jericho was in the summer, right? It was after the Osprey Omega. Yeah, I think Osprey Jericho was the moment I. Yes, it was Wembley. It was Wembley. Yes, it was all in at Wembley. Osprey Jericho. He wasn't there. Was wait, was he at Wembley? Who did he wrestle at Wembley? He wrestled somebody. Osprey. I think it was either way. Osprey. This year was when I finally bought into Will Osprey. I'll be honest with you. Most of his career, I didn't give a fuck. To me, he's just a flippy dude. But this year was the re- year that I really realized, like, okay, he he has improved his craft. He's figured out what he can do, and he's actually made himself into a wrestler. Oh, he's if you look back at like the old Ricochet Osprey thing, which I know he hates to be always referred to as that thing because he looks like a completely different person. He he's built completely different now. He's a big badass, but can still do some. I mean, he can still keep the aerialist. He's a more evolved AJ Styles in AJ's prime, I think. I I, I I almost think Will Ospreay's got to be top five in the world, and if not one of, I mean, he might be the best in the world right now. He might be where Omega was at his peak. Like this current iteration of Will Ospreay, maybe a few years ago, no, but it it might be it is his best time to get on like the world stage. It's going to be interesting to see what he does with that time because we're not going to see him until next year. He has to nope. finish out his New Japan contract for the Which remainder I thought was of 2023. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. It was also weird to me. Like, your your big signing was somebody who's already been working on these shows for like a year. Yeah, but you're now locking him down. And he, and he, and he still has to finish out his old contract before he can come over full time. I, 
I'm not knocking yes, you are. the results of the announcement. But I think Tony Khan needs to scale back the announcements. Everything can't be a world-changing announcement. You could have just said, well, next year Will Ospreay's coming on on Twitter. You could have just put out a post. No, you need Osprey <laughs> to walk out there. He wants to do it on his own terms and say, hey, I'll I get that. Here. I get here that for him. But eventually we're going to hit that point of Tony Khan announcement fatigue. Hey, big announcement coming. No, it's not. Okay, well, Osprey was a big announcement. Next yeah, that week, was a big one. He Dolph Ziggler. I will be upset. Well, we'll be tuning in next week to see how Brendan feels about Dolph Ziggler. Maybe. I how think do you feel I, about... That's coming about, in like the next week. I promise maybe. you. Probably. How do you feel about uh, drinking blood? I think... Staple guns. I think it was... Did you see that? I think Hangman... And, and you're referring to Hangman versus Swerve. In the Texas death match. It, I saw clips. I didn't watch that whole event. Watch the I, whole I didn't watch thing. the pay-per-view. I didn't watch the whole match. Um, good for them. I... I, I buy into the hangman swerve feud enough to where I think that it warrants that type of match. I'm not knocking. Did you see the blood match? Yeah. I watched the clip where he laid underneath of him and let yeah, it pour into and his he mouth. In, yeah. Like terrible. Uh, it was bad. It was it was it was all right. Like I'm not I'm not as I'm not as weirded out by the actual blood drinking as most people as much as I keep going back to I want I want AEW to exist. I want yeah. AEW to thrive. Is that how they're going to do it? I'm not yeah. knocking the match. Great match. I I love me a good gory knockdown bloody death match. I love that kind of stuff, and that was a great match. I'm not knocking the match, knocking the performers. I haven't seen anybody go through a whole match with staples through their pecs, and well, it was pretty insane. And he stapled stuff to his face. But when's the news going to be about say, the stars? Yeah. Not not yeah. not the gore. Oh no, I'm with you. But that's why I'm saying. It was a little much with the blood drinking and shit like that. And it was, it, it was, it was much. It didn't shock me, but I one hundred percent agree. Agree, it was a lot. I need it, you it to was watch a the big match bridge from start to finish, and because that was within the first two minutes or first three to five minutes, because Hangman just came out like a maniac, and it was just unbelievable the amount that he was bleeding early on, and. uh it was just a little out of control. It was you have to watch the whole match and tell me what you think once you do because I will say this, another one of our favorite matches had Strickland in it if you recall. Weapons, Weapons of mass, of mass destruction. destruction, one of the greatest rest I will I will argue this point into the ground. Weapons of mass destruction from Lucha Underground, Swerve Strickland and Marty the Moth is one of the greatest fucking wrestling matches of all time. Unbelievable. The, the, kill shot. the drama of Killshot's kicks to mm. Marty the Moth's jaw when Marty had already taken so much abuse and so much violence and so much shit. And Mar- like, there are moments in that match where you legitimately get enveloped in the moment. You, you get 
you get so bought into the idea of like, I want him to stand up, stand up, <laughs> get the fuck up, get to your feet, Marty, get back to your fucking feet. And yeah. you're just, you're yelling. And that match is fucking amazing. And, and that's a testament to Swerve has gone from being released from WWE to having one of AEW's most historic matches. Wait, have you Whether not... you like it or not, yeah, one absolutely. of the matches that's going to go down in history oh, as one of the things people remember that that company did. did. Wait, are you telling me that you didn't see the intros or how Shane Strickland came out and the... the... Oh, I watched the end. I've already watched the entrance like 20 times. The fact that With Prince Nana's Nana girl. is so over... Oh, with the, the dance is over and, the and crowd. I'm still taking a I'm we're taking a, a little bit of credit. Just a, we're taking like I don't think we should. Like like if this was COVID, we were the first <coughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in this scenario. I'm not saying that we're like We were talking about that dance a long time. We ago. <laughs> we were pretty ahead of the curve when it came to the Prince Nana dance. I'm just saying. I'm not saying we got it over. They have leaned into that, and I love it. It's the best thing on the, the planet. The fact that they made the girls make it look impressive, like an actual dance, as opposed to what he's doing, and it's he's doing the funny version. It They're looked like he was part of the co- choreography, even though right. oh, 100%. Like, I feel like he wasn't. I feel like yeah. he, he, he was just doing Prince Nana, 100%. And they were dancing around him. It felt like he was part of the show. And this was one of the moments where the camera guys did WWE level camera work. Because the so camera good. panned <laughs> to the left of like Nana and caught Swerve right as Swerve rocked, walked past Nana. Oh, yeah. So it had that perfect silly, 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 silly serious. Like it yep. perfectly transitioned right into the mood of the match. Like I will. I will I will 1000% stand behind that I think Swerve should be champion of some sort. As Swerve's a standout of AEW. I'm no, gonna, I'm, I'm going to say it. Like he's he has more upside long term I think than anybody else in that company. Like like MJF's wonderful, Kenny Omega's Kenny Omega. All these other people are great, but I think if you looked, if you had to tell me who's going to keep being on the level they're on longest, it's going to be Swerve. I he I don't think I still don't buy the fact that he fizzled out in WWE. No, not like, at all. They didn't know what bad. to do with him at all. He's amazing. Oh yeah, so, I, went, I went him and Osprey in a few years. Can you picture that? that would oh. Be- Fantastic. A swerve when I brove. A swerve when I brove. There you go. (laughs) So we've got that going on in AW. And and, in WWE, we've got one comeback to talk about. Um, It's Orton. I mean, that's just basically how they did it. Yeah, they did. They literally just on Monday Night Raw was like, hey, by the way, Randy Orton's coming back at Survivor Series. Someone I have a legacy with. I mean, make it a surprise. Well, do you agree? I mean, how do you what do you think of the way they did it? Why, why announce it that way? Because everyone thinks it's going to be CM Punk. Yeah. And it's not going to be CM Punk. Like, I, I, I think with it being in Chicago, 
And dude, I don't think CM Punk comes back to WWE does right the crowd, now. Does the crowd take over the show? Not now. I think that was how you avoided it. I think you you had to pop that bubble because if if the, if they waited until the match and everybody else punk. came out and then everyone was like, "Oh, it's Punk," and you hear, "I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They are. like it's a great song, but people would start booing. You would almost just because Bryan. it wasn't Punk." You would get the Daniel Bryan Royal Rumble effect. in reverse. Everybody wanted it. Yeah, everybody wanted it to be this. Yeah, and because it was Batista, people snapped. <laughs> and that's what I think. That's what that was. Is we got to say it's Orton, so people don't walk into the arena thinking it might be Punk. Now, there's that whole thing where is Punk the guy that Nakamura's talking about? I don't think so. No. I I think you'd waste Punk on a comeback against Shinsuke Nakamura, like if he's not on the Survivor Series team or wrestling Seth Rollins, then don't have him come back. Yeah. Like, there's not a many people that you could have Punk come back and work, like, immediately work with. I mean, off the top of my head, it's Seth. I, I don't think you do Roman. Seth was my only thought for Will Ospreay, basically. Cody. <laughs> Cody. You could yeah. have you could have done Cody Osprey. Cody would have put him over. Cody yeah, Co- Cody yeah. Cody would have Cody would have done really good promos to like get you hyped. He would have been able to talk about all of Osprey's accomplishments and gotten him over to like or at least gotten him like exposed to the regular WWE audience. Yeah. Um but Randy Orton I I I, I get why they announced it. I don't. I I think it's gonna be a letdown. Um, because as cool as Randy Orton is, it's still just Randy Orton coming back again. I mean, I I've seen Randy Orton. If he's return. as good as if he's as good as he was, he's still one of the best. I mean, he's one of the best, one hundred percent, absolutely. But I mean, I think we all wanted something bigger at Survivor Series. Do we? I really don't care. We'll find got out. A good full gear. Full gear was awesome. Full gear was okay. This tequila is awesome. Um, that tequila is amazing. Awesome. This beer is about to be done. Uh, Thanksgiving. Make sure you guys indulge with your families. Don't talk politics. Remember, if you believe in something, there's somebody that believes the opposite just as much as you sitting at that table. Shut the fuck up and eat the turkey. <laughs> oh, man. Take your shit outside. Them. Take a shit outside. Take your shit outside. Oh. I was like, I had a family member once who I'm pretty sure would. Never mind. Cheers. Cheers. People of the internet, this has been Thirsty Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Once again, go eat your fucking food. Uh, Tune out of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I'm Mike. I'm Brendan. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.